Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. President Trump, working with the Republican Congress, has three big items on his to-do list. Repeal Obamacare, spend upwards of a trillion dollars on infrastructure, and cut taxes. How's it going so far? Well, this is what the president said yesterday about Obamacare. We're doing Obamacare. We're in final stages. We should be submitting the initial plan um, in March, early March, I would say. But the plans to repeal the health care law quickly have been getting bogged down over what to keep, what to eliminate, and fears about how Americans will react if they lose their insurance. So what about infrastructure? President Trump has touted a plan to spend about a trillion dollars on infrastructure projects. But just as previous plans to fix our infrastructure ran into roadblocks, it looks like the White House's plan will encounter its own set of difficulties. Okay, tax cuts? We're going to provide tax relief for families. We're going to simplify very greatly the tax code. It's too complicated. So right now, it looks like this item on the to-do list might be the most likely to get done at some point this year. But even then, it's running into roadblocks, like how are the cuts going to be paid for? Well, joining me to figure out how tax reform will work are business columnists Rick Newman and Rana Fruhar. Good morning. Good morning. So, Rick, what kind of tax cuts are being proposed and who's going to benefit? Big tax cuts. Uh, First of all, corporate tax cuts. Trump wants to lower the business rate from 35 percent to 15 percent. And then he wants to give tax cuts across the board to all Americans, basically whittled seven tax brackets down to three. Now, the plan he put out during the campaign would have given the vast majority of those tax cuts to the wealthy, by and large, because they make more money. But I think he is going to reformulate that now. You know, obviously, congressional Republicans have something to say about it. They have their own tax plan. So we're waiting to see how these things meld together. Who is going to really benefit from it, Rana? Well, not surprisingly, corporations, rich individuals. You know, it has to be said that the U.S. corporate tax rate is higher than average, but most companies don't pay that because there is a lot of loopholes. And so we're talking about getting a lower average corporate tax rate, but it's not clear how the loopholes are going to be closed. So that gives me... If they're closed at all. And if they're closed at all, exactly, which is extremely political on both sides of the aisle. So that means that corporations are going to love this. That's why you see the market, um, you know, responding and being at near record highs. So one of the ways they're talking about paying for these tax cuts is the border adjustment tax. So, Rana, how exactly would that work and what would be the impact? So basically, this would make it um, favorable for exporters, American exporters, to send their goods abroad. But folks that are importing would see taxes on those imports. And what's really fascinating is this is splitting the business community in America right in half. So you've got exporters, you know, Dow Chemical, Caterpillar, big firms like that loving this, right? This is great for them. You have firms like Walmart thinking, uh, wait a minute, we get 80, 90 percent of the goods that we sell in China. Are we going to have to pay imports? Imports on all of them. And then there's the kind of X factor of complicated supply chains. So a lot of what gets made in America and shipped abroad has imported parts. So you've got, you know, goods coming in, out, and it's really unclear what the net effect of this would be. I'm going to go out on a limb. It's not a very long limb and say that this border adjustment tax will never see the light of day. I, this, is <laughs> I just not, this is just not going to happen. There's a coalition. You mentioned Walmart. Many other retailers are getting on board and they're fairly effectively pitching this as a tax on consumers. And they are mm. right to yes. some extent because you know when you tax imports, somebody has to pay the extra cost and everybody who sells the merchandise is going to try to pass it on to the next guy. And the final guy down the chain is the consumer. So is there a possibility that the tax cuts 
uh, there won't be a way to pay for them. And I mean, I thought Republicans really cared about deficits. Yeah. And that is the whole problem. That is the entire difficulty with tax cuts or tax reform is that who's going to pay for it? And this is really where the Republicans are quite possibly could bog down because you're right. There are a lot of deficit hawks in the House, especially who do not want to add to the deficit. But in order not to add to the deficit, if you're giving somebody a tax cut, then by definition, you have to give somebody a tax hike and it's just not going to fly. I'm also interested that, you know, Mulvaney, who's just been approved as the budget director, is a fiscal hawk. I mean, this is a guy who doesn't want to see deficit. So how is all that going to work? And particularly coupling tax cuts with a big infrastructure proposal, uh, the math doesn't necessarily add up. Okay, so I might be going out here on a limb myself, but do you see some sort of connection between the lack of Republican response on Capitol Hill to these concerns about the Trump administration and possible connections to Russia and the desire for tax reform? I think that it's not too hard to make that leap. I mean, you can say, yeah, absolutely. Tax reform is the one thing that both the Trump administration and a lot of congressional Republicans agree on. And it's also something, to be fair, a lot of people on both sides of the aisle want to see tax reform. So that is a huge incentive. But I think that there's also on the Russia issue, the way congressional Republicans go will depend on how deep of a thicket the president gets into. I think, you know, this reminds me a lot, frankly, of the Nixon era when you saw Republicans going up against the president only when they thought, okay, wait, this is bad enough that's actually going to hurt my political career. Well, you're already seeing Republicans to some extent challenging Trump, which is in itself extraordinary. Even the terminology is Nixonian. Trump really needs to get these conflicts and these controversies out of the way. He needs to, uh, for whatever slots he still needs to fill, he needs to get them filled with people who are fairly centrist and not so controversial so he can actually get onto his economic agenda because these controversies and crises can distract. They could wreck his whole economic agenda. If he cannot get these things out of the way, he's not going to get to the things he actually wants to do. And to that point, I mean, to, to the idea of appointing some moderates, I actually like the new labor secretary proposal, Alex Acosta. I mean, that is a guy who, particularly compared to Pudzer, is reasonable. You know, he's somebody that progressives can, can find some agreement with. He's defended civil liberties. He's taken on big banks. There's a whole nother thing that's going on here, which is the stock market and CEOs, and they're coming out of meetings with the president saying it's been very productive. Are they so focused on these tax cuts that they themselves might be missing the forest for the trees? Well, that's a good question, too. I think that, yeah, corporations and CEOs love the tax cuts. It's going to be great for earnings at a time when earnings are tapped out. They also love this idea of repatriating cheap cash. That'll which is go why we're seeing the market soar. Exactly. And it'll go straight into buybacks, which will make the market go up again if that money comes home. I do think that CEOs some of them are being a little cowardly, I have to say. And I think that, you know, cautious um, in ways that may come back to bite them. You know, people don't want to be on the wrong side of Trump. And as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with a, a C-suite person the other day that is sort of on the right side of the administration right now, but was hand-wringing and saying, we don't know what could happen. We don't know when we'll be on the wrong side. That's a very risky game to play. You've heard the phrase, buy the rumor, sell the news. Right now, the markets are buying the rumor. The rumor is there are going to be big tax cuts. Uh, and it's quite possible that we will get tax cuts, but they won't be so big or they'll take longer than expected or something bad could happen in the meanwhile. So it's possible that there is a bubble in the stock market forming just built around expectations that are too high. Is there any reason why the tax cuts wouldn't happen? Yes, they could not happen because there's not enough money to pay for the tax cuts. I think if the Russia situation deepens and you get congressional Republicans really having to go up against Trump, that could derail any kind of agenda he has. Well, Rana Fruhar is a columnist at the Financial Times and an analyst at CNN. And Rick Newman is a business columnist at Yahoo Finance. Thank you both for joining. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks. And I'm Charlie Herman. And this is Money Talking from WNYC. 